Hello there. It's great to have you back with us. I hope you're well, especially from a spiritual standpoint. My earnest desire is that you find yourself always moving forward, closer towards God. If you're a strong and devoted follower of Christ, I hope that you're growing even closer to Him. If you're a believer, but are having some challenges with your walk, I hope you're coming back to a better place with Jesus. If you're just starting off on this wonderful journey of faith, I would like to welcome you into the family of the Lord and to encourage you to persist in looking to deepen that personal relationship with the Lord daily. And if you're still wondering what all of this means and how this could impact your life and have not yet made a decision for Christ, my prayer is that you are at least getting a little closer to that decision as time moves on. In any situation or circumstance you might find yourself in, my hope is that you get closer to this God that loves you and wants to share all eternity with you. As part of today's prayer outlook and related to today's message, I would encourage you to pray that God help you to continue learning to be loyal or faithful. If there is one thing that is missing everywhere is faithfulness. People are very quick to abandon others and to be fickle. For instance, parents are abandoned by their children after they have outlived their usefulness. Marriages break down constantly. Relationships never become what they can be because of inconsistency. There is more loyalty to superficial friendships and relationships than to other people with more substance. Very few people remain faithful to those they should be faithful to. And of course, the worst thing that is happening now more than ever is a lack of faithfulness to God, to His Word, and to His love. God is many times replaced with many other people or things that are far less worthy than He is, and that don't even come close to what He has done for us. We need His help in becoming as faithful and loyal as He is with each of us. So having said that, let's pray. Lord God, uh, I praise You and I worship You, Lord, for You are worthy to be praised and exalted and to be looked for. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you please forgive uh, my sins, Lord. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you help us to learn daily, Lord God, to be more faithful, to be more loyal, Lord God, first and foremost to you, that, Lord God, that we may always be mindful of the things that you've done for us, the great and incredible things you've done for us. And Heavenly Father, also Help us to learn to be more faithful with each other, with the, the relationships that we really need to be faithful to. Heavenly Father, I, I pray, Lord God, that you help us to value those things that truly have a value. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus now that you may guide us to your word, through your Holy Spirit, that you may speak to our hearts, to our minds. But even more than that, Lord God, that we may put into action, Lord God, what we hear from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today we'll be making some observations of what was written to the church of Sardis. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Again, we're going to be reading from the book of Revelation chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. And it reads like this. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. 
Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So as a background on Sardis, Sardis was located almost directly south of the city of Thyatira. During those days, Sardis was one of the oldest and best defended cities in the region and the wealthy capital of the ancient kingdom of Lydia. However, it was a city in decline, with its best times left in the past. It was an important center of the woolen industry. Archaeological remains include evidence of a temple to Artemis, a large gymnasium, and a very significant and large synagogue, which would lead us to believe that there could have existed a large Jewish community that may have been found in the thousands. As far as a spiritual background and due to its geographical proximity with the other churches we have been looking at, it had very similar religious and societal influences. But regarding the congregation itself, and as we will see a little further on, the outward influences did not seem to be a major deterrent to it. It appears that its issues were coming from within. Like it happens in many situations, a person's own worst enemy can be themselves. Now regarding the message itself to the church, the Lord cites some major issues and that the congregation in general is in danger of being lost, spiritually speaking. The first observation the Lord makes is that there are issues with their works, the actions they are manifesting. This is one of the major issues that exist today in the overemphasis or exaggeration of grace and that works don't matter. To be clear, salvation can never be merited or won through our works. That's just not possible. The Bible is very clear on this. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But immediately after the same passage, it does explain that we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. James chapter 2 also explains even further that the evidence of faith is shown through our works. For it is written, what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead?
So it has always been God's plan for us to do good works as a result of our salvation, as part of the transformation process that the Holy Spirit should bring about within each person that surrenders to the obedience of God. So yes, we are saved through grace and faith, but that grace and faith is evidenced through the good works that the Word of God encourages us to practice. And of course, it is all based on love. The first commandment that Jesus reestablished was that we need to love the Lord our God with everything we are. And the second commandment is that we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. And our neighbor is anyone that is around us at any given moment. The Bible even teaches us that we need to love our enemies. So if we understand all of this, many folks in Sardis may have started in a good place, but their walk deterred after some time, and they were no longer where they should have been. They were actually on the verge of dying spiritually. So it is quite clear that there was a problem of faithfulness or loyalty to God, to the principles and to the teachings of the Holy Scriptures. And so the Lord urges the congregation to come back to where they started, to renew their commitment to those first things they received and heard. He furthermore warns them that they may be, might find themselves in not such a good place if he were to come for them during a moment they don't realize. In other words, now he may not be necessarily talking about the rapture here. He, he may be talking about, or what we need to keep in mind, is that we always need to understand that our physical death may occur at any point in time. We need to always have present that our stay here on earth is always uncertain and that there are no guarantees of long life and physical security in this place. The Lord may allow for our physical end to come at any moment and in a very surprising manner. Now the Lord does mention that there are a few folks that were still on track and that they were worthy. He notices that there are some people that have remained faithful to him. What makes a person worthy or faithful before God? Well, our worthiness can be found through Jesus Christ and by doing the things that our example, Jesus Christ himself did. For Jesus himself said, I must be about my father's business. It has always been God's plan and desire that we obey and practice those things that bring him honor and glory. So grace and faith can never keep you away or prevent you from working for the Lord. Because if a person does not serve the Lord, then they are denying the very purpose for which they were created and saved. We were created and made with a purpose. For it is also written, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We were called for a purpose, to serve a purpose, and a purpose inherently involves action. We need to produce something that is tangible, visible, and evident, especially before the eyes of God. And finally, as part of every closing statement to each church, people are encouraged to overcome. Through Jesus Christ and by remaining in Him, we can overcome our weaknesses, our sinful nature, and our shortcomings. And there is reward for overcoming. There is also an assurance that when we practice those things for which God designed us for, our names will not be blotted from the book of life. And here's something we need to pay close attention to. Our names can be written in the book of life, but they can also be blotted out or erased if we are found unworthy before the eyes of God. 
We need to produce something as a result of the salvation we have received through Jesus Christ. We cannot just stand idly by without doing nothing and just relying on an unsubstantiated security. In closing, we all need to begin or start new in Christ by being born again through the Holy Spirit. But that is only the beginning. Therefore, we need to remain faithful or keep going towards the eternal prize that God has for those that love Him and obey Him by doing those things He has laid out for us to do while here. And as always, we need to listen and to be sensitive to what the Spirit is telling all of us. Otherwise, we're just clinging on to a dying faith that has no life in it. As a product or result of your faith in Jesus, I challenge you to pray and devote yourself to God's service that your life and the things you do with the salvation you were given may be for the glory of God and so you can receive the great blessings and rewards that God desires to give you. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, help us to bear in mind, Lord, that we need to remain faithful. We need to remain loyal, Lord God, to you, to your teachings, to your word. That we need to do and practice those things that you tell us to do as, as, as proof, as evidence that you are in our lives, that your Holy Spirit is moving in our hearts and that you are changing us to become better. Heavenly Father, you're, you're in the business of changing lives, of transforming us, of renewing us, of, of Lord God, of regenerating us through the work of your Holy Spirit. Help us, O oh Lord, not to forget those things that we have received, to forget the teachings that you've given us, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord, to always remember that we need to love you and we need to love others, Lord, and that that involves action all the time, Lord God because we never know when you might find us not doing those things. Heavenly Father, again, just help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if by any chance you've never received Jesus into your heart, or maybe you've strayed away and not remained faithful, I urge you to make that decision today. It's very easy. All you need to do is to repent and turn away from all of your sins. And believe with all of your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That he was buried, but also raised by the Father on the third day. And you need to accept Jesus as your God, Lord and Savior, surrendering your life to him. If you want to make that decision right now, you can pray this very simple prayer with me. Pray like this. Lord God, I come before you because I understand that I need you. I need your forgiveness and your salvation. Please forgive me for all of my sins. I want to turn away from them to follow you. I believe with all of my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord, my God and my Savior, that he died for me on the cross and that he shed his blood to wash away all my sins. I believe that he was buried, but you, Father, raised him from the dead at the third day. I believe that through faith in the Lord Jesus, I could be saved. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and into my life. Make me a new person. 
I surrender my heart, my soul, my mind, and my strength to you. And by faith, I confess that I am yours forever and ever. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you prayed this prayer, we would love to hear from you and try to help however we can. Please feel free to write us to our ministry website at theladderrain.org. And as always, The Ladder Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. May God bless you.